In this week's episode, we are going to take a quick look at my first week on Etsy and some pretty cool what's sold. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to yet another installment of the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. If this is your first time here, my name is Ryan and I am a full-time reseller, part-time YouTuber and podcaster working out of my home here in the greater Cincinnati area. And this channel, it's all about the flip life. If you were here last week, thank you for stopping by. Uh, you caught that I was adding a fourth platform to my uh, reselling assortment, putting another arrow in the quiver, as it were, and I joined Etsy. So I thought I would take just a quick episode today to talk about how that first week over on Etsy has gone. And we'll take a look also at some things that sold over the last week that are not all books this week. So Etsy is an interesting platform. There is actually, I'm, I'm impressed. There's some really cool stuff and there's some stuff about it that I don't really care for. So we'll kind of go into both of those things. If you are an Etsy seller, again, feel free to reach out with any comments uh, or suggestions on how I can make my Etsy experience <laughs> uh, a better one. But so far, it hasn't really been too bad. Uh, at the like six-day mark, I hadn't sold anything over there. And then I popped a couple of sales and so that kind of improved my mood on the whole thing a little bit. But let's take a look at some of the stuff. Some of the reporting, I'm going to share some of my screens with you that, so you can kind of see what I've done and kind of what's going on in this first week just to give you an idea of what's going on. Uh, if you hear uh, Josie yowling in the background, she is very unhappy <laughs> uh, that I am down here doing this today. Uh, she, for whatever reason, is missing me, and she is up there just meowing like crazy. So... Uh, let's get into this. So this is kind of the main Etsy dashboard, and I've got it kind of set to show us what I've done uh, just in this first week. So if you're listening to the podcast, I'll try to explain as much of this as I can. If you're watching on YouTube, obviously, uh, with the screen being shared, it's going to be pretty obvious what's going on. So over this first week, uh, I have listed probably a little over 200 items total. Some of those have sold on other platforms. So my current listing total on Etsy is up to 195. As I talked about last week and in numerous episodes previously, this is something that I could not have begun to accomplish without the use of list perfectly. So that has allowed me to continue to move new items that I list on eBay now to Etsy and as has always been the case over to Mercari and also to move some of my existing inventory from eBay over to Etsy and it has been terrific. I've been very, very happy with it in this first week. There is no possible way I could have done my normal 120 odd new listings plus then added in Etsy as yet another selling platform without having list perfectly along for the ride. So uh, as always, if you are interested in, in adding something like that to your uh, repertoire, there is a affiliate link in the show notes in the description below. You can use my code 634 and the link below and save 30% off your first month. I am on the middle tier of the business plan. It's $49 a month. 
my Mercari sales more than pay for that. And my Etsy sales, frankly, net net came real close just in the first week, actually, of paying for that. So pretty pleased with that. I've had 188 total views uh, out of 137 visits. So that means that uh, 137 people have visited something in my store on Etsy and then apparently looked at something else in my store because I've got multiple views from a smaller number of visits, which was kind of good. I have two orders, as I talked about, which totaled $82.98. Both of those items actually made kind of my top what sold for the week. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, That is a much better average cost of goods sold (laughs) uh, here on Etsy than I normally experience over on eBay, where my average average selling price is, gosh, I don't know, $15 probably. (laughs) Uh, So that was pretty nice. But anyway, this main screen kind of just shows you what's going on there in a snapshot. I really like that it has all of that information there. Really convenient. It shows if anything has been favorited or anything has been ordered. So pretty cool. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. I'll show you my payment screen here. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, obviously you can see it. If you're listening to the podcast, I'll try to uh, explain, but it breaks out If I'm in the negative balance, do I owe any money? What have I had in sales? You'll notice here that the sales figure actually differs from what was on the other screen. That's because the shipping is included here and tax. So $89.36. It's got all my fees broken down. You'll see here it has a tab for marketing, which is the Etsy offsite ads program. Now, I know a lot of people were not happy about the offsite ads program and the the commission on it is pretty steep it's 15% which is a pretty big number etsy's normal fee um as i'll show you here in a minute is like 6% or something like that and then they get another percentage on top of that for their payment processing but it's still generally speaking less than it is on either mercari or on ebay unless it sells through this offsite ad program where they get you for an additional 15%. It's not 15% total, it's 15% on top of. So it ends up being 21 plus percent, uh, which is pretty stout. Theoretically, this is a sale that you maybe would not have made otherwise without them committing to that ad for your product. I, I feel actually as a brand new seller, no feedback, I mean, 100 plus odd listings, but no no history with Etsy that they chose an item of mine to, and I'm sure there wasn't like somebody in a <laughs> in an office somewhere like, oh, well, let's put that on there. But their algorithm picked this item for an offsite ad, even though I'm brand new, and it generated a sale. It was actually the first sale I had uh, over on Etsy. So, and I'll, like I said, I'll show you what that is here in a little bit, but And then it shows what I've spent on shipping, which in my case, I imported everything over to Pirate Ship and shipped over there rather than using Etsy's shipping. So we'll see how that goes. And you can see that I have a current balance, which is positive 3409, which all things considered, I am super, super excited about because I have listed, like I said, 200 plus items. And the listing fee for each of those items is 20 cents a piece. So I've spent over $40 just in listing fees alone. And I've made enough net net to come out ahead at the end of the first week. So pretty stoked about that. It's not, again, it's not big money, but I said last week when I went into this thing, 
if I could get to the point where I could make 100 to 150 dollars a week over on Etsy, I would consider that a win and it's plus income. So uh, we're off to a pretty good start. Here is kind of their accounting screen. Uh, Again, if you're listening to the podcast, um, maybe you should jump over. (laughs) Uh, Check out the YouTube. But in any event, you can see there's uh, every every time you list something, it hits you for this 20 cents. So it's 20 cents, 20 cents, 20 cents. They, They don't like accumulate them and then bill you at the end of the month. They actually hit that account line immediately. And once a month, if you're in the deficit, they'll charge your your debit card or your bank account, however you have it set up. Uh, but it's a little bit a little bit cumbersome from an accounting standpoint. I like the granularity of it, which I'll show you here in a minute, of how much information they actually break down uh, when you sell something. But it's, it's going to be a little bit more work, probably at least until I get the hang of it for, from the accounting standpoint. Looking at this first sale here, um, you can see... I sold an item for a total of $58.63. Then there was sales tax paid by the buyer, which came out, which was $5.45. The processing fee, which is their payment processing fee, is 3% of whatever the total was plus a quarter. So it's cheaper than some of the others. Uh, That amounted to $2.01. The transaction fee, which is kind of their um, final value fee, if you will, they actually break out into two separate, one for the item itself and one for the shipping. That, to me, almost seems unnecessary. Just give me one number. (laughs) Uh, From an accounting standpoint, it would be a lot easier to do. I get that it probably gets messy if there are people who do free shipping or whatever, but for my, my use case... This is overkill, but it shows that $3.25 was paid in the transaction fee for this item and 21 cents went for the shipping. Net net, that means every time you ship something, customer paid shipping, you are losing money. If you're you're using media mail shipping, you're losing money. Uh, Media mail rate on a DVD is $3.19. The customer paid the three nineteen, but Etsy kept twenty one cents of it. So I'm out essentially twenty one cents on the shipping. That is something that, unfortunately, is just one of the costs of doing business. But I wish there was a way around that. I guess you could pad your shipping by a pound on every item and just bank the difference. But um, I, I know why they do it, but it's aggravating. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that that kind of breaks down. All of the information, they are super, super detailed. Whether they pay out on time and all that, there was a message someone uh, commented on last week's video that they've got about $12,000 currently on uh, their account is on reserve with Etsy, which is a staggering amount of money. I can't imagine um, having that amount of money tied up with Etsy that I could not get to. That would just be, I, I would be ill. So hopefully they get that resolved. They also have a several really cool, in addition to their off-site ads program, they have some opportunities for you to go in and set discounts for certain things that occur. So I've done two of the three that they suggest. One is a thank you. I've not elected to do that one at this time, but you can send a essentially a coupon code offer to someone who has bought from you 
to get a discount on another item. That may be something I set up in the future, but at least for this first little trial, I'm not doing that one. Uh, I kind of want to see what the business will do on its own. However, there are two other ones that they offer that are, again, fully automated that I am taking advantage of. They have an abandoned cart option. So if a customer adds something to their cart and then leaves without consummating the purchase, Etsy will send them an email with an offer of whatever you've set up. I, In my case, I set up a 10% discount offer for anybody who abandons their cart with my item in it. I've had one of those emails go out. It has not resulted in a sale yet, but that is an interesting option, and I think it's pretty cool. They also have, uh, if a potential buyer favorites your item, you can also elect to send them an offer for favoriting it. I am currently, right now on eBay, if I have, I go in every morning and every evening and I look at my eligible to send offers to, and I pretty much blanket send out 15% offers on those. So in this case, I did the same thing. Anybody who favorites an item in my Etsy shop gets an email for 15% off. However, the customer has to have opted in to Etsy marketing emails. And it would appear to me, based on the stats, that many customers have opted out of those emails because I've got probably eight or nine items that I know have been favorited because they show you that stat as well, but I've only had one of those emails go out. So I'm not quite sure how effective these programs are going to be, but they're, it's really cool that it is something that they offer and I'm, I'm going to take advantage of it and see what it does. So it saves you having to kind of do the manual process like you do on eBay when you go into your seller hub and look at anybody that's watching your stuff and send them an offer. This just does it automatically. So I really like that. I know on eBay, I think you can set, like once you've sent an offer, you can engage that to automatically do that for that item for anybody else that likes it. But this just blanket does it for everything, which I thought was pretty cool. So all in all, week one with Etsy, uh, for the amount of time and effort I've spent on it, which is fairly minimal, transferring listings through ListPerfectly, I did do some customization on the shop. I set up a banner and put a mugshot of myself up there. I should have put Josie. That might have, <laughs> if I put Josie up there, that might have been a little better for people. But I, I put myself up there and I kind of dressed up the store a little bit. So we'll see how it goes. But my first week, all in all, I'm I'm fairly pleased with how it's gone. Now we had talked about Etsy and their star seller program on numerous occasions on this podcast. And they, this week, how's this for timing, sent out uh, an update. They are making some big changes to their star seller program after lots of squawking from their sellers. So uh, I received an email pretty much right away. I mean, I hadn't been on Etsy. I don't think 48 hours and I got this message. Today we are excited to announce some changes based on your feedback. I bet they are. <laughs> uh, they're designed to directly address key pain points and make the Star Seller program more achievable for sellers who provide excellent customer service. They are simplifying the ratings criteria. They say we have heard your feedback about how Etsy calculates the ratings for the Star Seller. We're updating the criteria to a 4.8 rating average so that four-star ratings count more positively towards your eligibility for the program. This goes into effect uh, with the July 1st 
evaluation. They evaluate this, if I remember correctly, it's in retroactive 90-day chunks. So every month, the last month, four months ago, falls off and the new month goes on and they reevaluate all your numbers, whether you qualify for this program or not. The, the rating is going to move to 4.8. Again, I think that's probably a good move. I don't know what it was before, if it was 5 or 4.9, but 4.8, nobody's perfect. Even if you are perfect, you're going to have somebody who doesn't leave you a five-star review. So this is probably a move in the right direction. They are also streamlining their messages program. In June, they'll introduce a new and improved messages experience that will start to combine messages from the same buyer. As you recall previously, every time a buyer sent a message, it registered within the Star Seller program as a new message, which you had to respond to within 24 hours in order to keep your Star Seller rating performance level high enough. This should make that easier because it will tie itself to that original message so the clock does not restart. So that is awesome. To earn your Star Seller badge, you'll need to respond to initial messages from buyers within 24 hours on fewer threads, which should make it easier to stay on top of your messages. Obviously, from a customer service standpoint, you want to be doing that anyway, but there are times, especially on weekends, where some of us don't work all that much, and that was being held against you as a seller. If you got a message Saturday morning and you didn't reply to it until Monday morning when you were back in the office, or in my case, back in the basement, uh, you didn't get credit for that. So this, this should be helpful. They've also lowered the order minimum. Starting in July, shops will need to have at least five orders, which is down from 10 within the three-month review period to qualify for the program. The orders, however, will still need to total $300 before shipping and taxes. So if you're selling fewer but larger ticket items, this will be very beneficial for you. I, as you are well aware, I'm I'm not selling typically a lot of higher ticket items. I sell big quantities of low value stuff. I don't really think 10 and 300 or especially five and 300 should be an issue for most sellers. This is something that you should be able to get pretty easily. I would expect I'll be able to hit it as well. Once I get enough listings in there to start to get some momentum. So all of these things will be reflected in the star seller dashboard in July and will take effect for the August 1st star seller evaluation. So if you are a seller on Etsy, you probably got that message already, but uh, if not, Hey, now, you know, (laughs) with that, let's do a quick run through of some stuff that sold since we last got together. Uh, this will be a little bit of a mix and match. I got a couple, like I said, from Etsy, and I think the rest of them are from eBay. This first item, I picked up actually two of these at an estate sale for 50 cents a piece. It was a really nice looking frosted glass beer mug for the USS Guam LPH9. These were from 1996. It was gold and kind of embossed on this mug. It had the ship, the U.S. Navy SEAL, some helicopters. It was a really cool-looking mug. And anything militaria generally does pretty well. I was able to get these for $0.50 a piece. I listed them for $29.99 or best offer, plus customer-paid shipping. 
I had a gentleman reach out and offered $25 for one. I took that offer and sent it to him. He liked it so much, he bought the other one (laughs) Uh, about a week later. So I sold both of these things for the $25 plus shipping over the span of about eight days uh, to the same buyer. So 50 bucks worth of sales out of a dollar's worth of investment in a couple of, of mugs. So don't, again, if, if glassware is not your thing, if mugs aren't your thing, you know, then don't look at them. But military, Navy SEAL mugs, Army mugs, Air Force mugs, all of that stuff, I have done fairly well with. So these were pretty cool. Um, this individual who bought them had actually served on this particular ship, and I believe he sent me a message. I think he even said he was on the last cruise for this particular ship before it was decommissioned. So that's a pretty neat, uh, pretty neat little story. Uh, it, it's not an episode of the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips without selling some religious books. Uh, the Following of Christ in Four Books from Thomas Kempis. This was from 1951, was from the Catholic Book Publishing Company. It was a leather-bound, pocket-sized book of religious stories I picked this up in a bulk buy at an estate sale. I probably had maybe 25 cents in this thing. It sold on Mercari for $32 with free shipping. Now, you may recall I've said over the last several episodes that I'm not doing free shipping, and I'm I'm not over on eBay or uh, on Etsy. However, on Mercari, in order to ship on your own, which is the way I want to do it, I don't want to use their labels because they don't, they're a pain to deal with. They don't print on my thermal. It's just a nightmare to deal with. So I offer free shipping and I just add in four, five, six dollars, whatever I think the shipping is going to be on an item to the selling price to get to free shipping. So this particular item would have been listed on eBay, for instance, for probably $28.99 plus customer paid shipping, which would have been $3.19, which would have got it right around $31, $32. So that's that's kind of how I'm doing that. All of my listings, with very few exceptions, on Mercari are free shipping. If it's something big enough that's got to go out priority mail, I generally will use their shipping for that one-off because they are pretty cheap on that. But uh, that's how I handle that for those who might have been interested. Here is my first ever Etsy sale. Ah, I'm so excited. This was a record, uh, DeBarge, All This Love from 1982. I was at an estate sale last week. They had a bunch of records. Most of them were garbage, but I found a couple in there that I thought were pretty good. This is one of them I picked up. I paid $2 for this, which is more than I like to pay for my records, but (laughs) uh, it was in really great shape. The the cover was in good shape. The, the, The vinyl itself was pretty much near mint. So I took a flyer on it. I bought it for two bucks. I listed it. Uh, everywhere for $32.99 plus customer paid shipping. This is the one that sold with the um, Etsy offsite marketing program. So in addition to their 6% plus their various other fees, there was a 15% fee on top of it. So they took a pretty big chunk out of this one, but it still ended up being a pretty profitable sale. I think when I figured it, it was still over $20 in net profit even after all that. So Pretty nice for the first sale ever over there. Um, $32.99 plus shipping for this record album. 
This was another cool set. Uh, Marty Stouffer's Wild America, the complete series 12 DVD set. Now, this was at an estate sale, gosh, two weekends ago. And they had the, the slipcase, the box, had actually been unsealed. But none of the 12 DVDs had ever been opened. So all the DVDs were new. So I sold this as DVDs, new and sealed. And I explained in the description that the box had been opened and did have some wear. But the discs were brand spanking new. I had this thing listed for $49.99 or best offer plus shipping. I got an offer of $44.99. I own it for, man... I bought so much stuff at that sale and she gave me such a great deal. I think I own it for about 35 cents. <laughs> uh, so that's a really nice flip. So that's one to be kind of on the lookout for. If you can find the whole set, you're probably not super likely to find them new and sealed, but if you do, that's not too terrible. Another Bible. This is one that I picked up at an estate sale for a dollar. This was a gray leather, uh, King James Version Large Print Encyclopedic Reference Edition. That's a mouthful. A lot of these kind of specialty Bibles, not just your regular generic King James Version with nothing special, those are can be worth okay money. But if it is a if it's a red letter edition, a uh, reference ed- edition, concordance, any of those kind of additional features, some of those Bibles can bring pretty decent money. And especially if it is in and kind of an unusual color. This was gray leather. Most of them you see, they're either black or burgundy. So this one was gray. It lasted less than a week. Uh, I had it listed, I think, for $52 or $54.99. This was one that fell into eBay's send offer eligible. I sent out an offer for 15% off and sold it for $46.74 plus customer paid shipping. At that same sale, I picked up a blue one. It did not have quite as many features, but because it was blue leather, I picked it up. I sold that the same day for $19.99. That was another $1 pickup. So again, if you're not a book person, you can ignore this advice, but religious books and Bibles can bring pretty solid money. Here is the second of my Etsy orders. This one I was super excited about because I have had this DVD for a long, long time, and I was probably asking too much money for it, but nobody else really had them, so I figured sooner or later someone would come along and snap this thing up. Little did I know that it was going to end up being on Etsy. The Weird Sisters, W-Y-R-D, Sisters from 1996. The DVD actually came out in 2000, was from Terry Pritchett's Discworld. I don't know what any of that means, but when I looked up comps for it, this was kind of the range that it looked like it should be in. $49.99 plus customer paid shipping. So this was part of a big lot that I purchased for, oh man, I think I own these for about $0.64, $0.65 a piece. So this was a really nice flip other than it took an inordinately long time. I've had this for over a year. So uh, about 50 bucks. We will definitely take it. And now your flip of the week. Uh, This was another one I picked up last week. I've talked about how I don't do a lot of electronics because I don't necessarily like the process of testing and hooking them up and then packing them and shipping them. It's just sometimes it's a lot more drama 
than it's worth. And some of these things, they don't really always sell for that big of money. You're paying 15, 20, $25 to flip something for 50 or 60 bucks. And it takes a tremendous amount of time and effort to get it ready to sell and pack and ship. So a lot of times I just ignore these things. However, having sold electronics in a previous life, I recognized when I walked into this sale that an adcom unit was a fairly unusual piece. They had this GTP 400 preamp processor AMFM digital tuner. They were asking $29 for it. How you come up with $29, I don't know. Just make it a brown 30, but $29 is what they wanted for this thing. And I looked it up and broken, non-working for parts, they were selling for $80 to $100. So I took a chance on this. I plugged it in. The lights came on, but I couldn't test any of the inputs or outputs to make sure all that stuff was working. Several of the ones that I looked at when I was looking at this said that the output, the preamp output, actually was not working. So it sounds like that might be a common problem with this, but I took a chance on it for that price, brought it home, cleaned it up, hooked it up to my unit back here and tested it and everything worked. (laughs) Uh, So I listed this thing at $229.99 or best offer. Uh, Within about 48 hours, I got an offer for $200 plus shipping and I went ahead and took that. And that was a week maker. Um, Up to that point, it had been a fairly slow week, 200 bucks. That was outstanding. The only issue I had with this particular sale was the customer made the offer and I accepted. Then he sent me a message and he asked, can you ship this FedEx? I had it listed with UPS ground shipping. He said, can you ship it FedEx? I've had a lot of trouble with UPS. I'm like, Okay, I can do that. So I'm looking up what the price difference is going to be for me to change over to FedEx so that I can send this guy an invoice. And what does he do? He pays <laughs> for his item. So I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. I In this particular case, it's only a few extra dollars. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it. But in the future, if you're going to ask for a shipping method other than the one that the seller has posted, you might want to ask them about that, A, before you make your offer, or B, before you pay for the item. So we as a seller have an opportunity to charge you for the difference. I said, I'm not pressed about it. It was only a couple of bucks, but I don't know how other sellers might react to that. All I got back was a thanks. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know if he took that the wrong way or not, but it kind of... It's one of those things. The other thing, we're going to go on a little rant here. Ryan rant. Uh, The people who take two or three days to pay for something, and then when they pay for it, they attach a note to their order that says, please ship ASAP and protect well in a box to keep it safe. I'm like, "Mm, you, mm, mm, mm." (laughs) Uh, you took your sweet time paying for this thing, and now you want me to jump through hoops of speed and make all these extra special efforts to make sure that the thing is good for you. I don't, I don't like that. Ryan does not like that. So you can let me know what you think about customers who have uh, all kinds of special requests, particularly the ones that they ask after they have already made their purchase. So uh, that we're going to kind of wrap it up here. If this is the kind of content that you like on a 
not weekly, but kind of irregular basis. Hey, do me a favor and subscribe to the channel or follow the podcast. I will be doing more episodes. I can't promise you once again that they will be weekly, but I am going to be here a little bit more regularly. If you enjoyed this particular show, do me a favor and smack that thumbs up button. If you are not following me over on Instagram, please feel free to do that at Galaxy CDs Rocks. There are, generally speaking, more pictures of Josie the cat over there right now than anything reselling, but still, you should go and check it out. Anyway, I hope you are all having a great week, uh, selling a bunch of stuff, and we'll be back, I don't know, maybe in a week or so. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.